0: Hi, I'm Michael Manning, PTMer and intern at the USDA National Campus, and you're listening to the PTM Podcast. Hi, and welcome to episode 24 of the PTM Podcast, powered by Racket Sports i I'm your host, Chris Michalowski, a PTMer known as Coach Mick, broadcasting right here from warm and sunny Orlando, Florida. Well, since I use the analogy in episode 23 that a coach is a vehicle that gets a person from one place to another, I'm gonna to attempt to come up with three different vehicles that apply to coaching in the next three episodes. So in this episode, the first vehicle, if you heard in the intro there, was the Amtrak train, which could be associated with the command style. But first, let me take you back to a moment I experienced not too long ago. It's story time with Coach Mick. All right, so I was sitting next to a dad at a tournament that my son was playing in, and my son was actually playing this dad's son. And I should have known better because his son takes lessons from a coach who is well-known for being a stickler on technique. I mean, every inch of your swing has to go through a precise point every single time. And I told him that I thought this guy was a great coach, but it really all depends on the player too. All right, so there was mistake number one. And it's tough to take the cookie cutter approach with every player, and I gave him the example of my son, which I'll explain later in this episode. I also said, if you take a look at the top 10 players in the world, mistake number two, as I told you in episode five, that they all have different forehands, but they have the same common denominators, which is the key. And then he went on and on and on about why this guy was a one and only coach. He was the best, and everybody should be taking lessons from him. I mean, he was... The coach of all coaches, the pro of all pros, so I better get on board. And this coach's way was the only way and the best way if anybody wanted to be successful. So I did it again. I knew I should have kept my mouth shut. And a son even invited my son to join him for a week at this guy's camp. And he said to him, you better prepare to get yelled at the first few days until you straighten up and get in line with how he wants you to hit the ball. Which leads us into today's quick tip. And now, today's quick tip on the PTM Podcast. All right, so today's quick tip is having your own coaching style, like we have talked about in episode, I believe, 14, and uh, methodology or philosophy is definitely good, but don't be afraid to veer off track a bit if need be. So we go back to the definition of a coach and that's getting a player from one place to another. And today we're gonna talk about the Amtrak train coach. And this coach wants to take you to your destiny on one track, one way, no exceptions, and no veering off track. So first, let's take a look at this coach in a negative way, which we might call like the lesson stealer or the swiper or whatever you wanna call it, but the my way is the best way. So this is the person who hangs around the tournaments and matches, waiting to take advantage of a vulnerable player and parent, swooping up player after player and, and parent after parent. Oh, there's another one. Oh, I can get him, too. Oh, yeah, I can get her. As a player is playing the match, this person is sitting down next to the parent, telling the parent how it's his or her way, can change their child's game around, it's the best way, and what they're doing now does not make any sense. And they usually promise they can take this player to a specific destination in a very short amount of time, like, oh, I can get that serve going in a week or two. If your kid worked with me, it'd be a big difference. And as a pro of a player, I've experienced this, and maybe you have too. Uh, that uncomfortable feeling when another pro is giving your student advice as you see them listening intently right after they come off the court. Another example is on court. Now this may be a different pro, but this pro has specific patterns that must be followed to a T and the students are not allowed to veer off track at all in matches, and the tactics must be followed based on maybe how the player is receiving the ball or where they are on the court and so forth. And this coach has specific patterns of play that are usually based on percentage tennis. So if if allowed, you better have a good reason for breaking the pattern when the point is over and saying, Well, I won the point, didn't I? Usually is not going to be the best answer. I mean I've even heard that before and this coach will usually back up their style with all of the players that they've coached who were successful forgetting about all the other ones who are not so is this really bad though except for the stealer part what good can come out of coaching this way well, number one, it forces the students to focus on one thing, and focusing on one thing clears out all the surrounding static that can prevent a player from improving. In sport, we call that deliberate practice or trying to stay focused on practicing with a purpose. In a ball machine example, I used to give a lot. I let players know that repetition is important. That's why we use a ball machine, because you can hit so many more balls in an hour. But the root word of repetition is repeat, which does not mean hitting a ton of balls, but hitting a ton of balls the same way. And this may help produce what they used to say in the past, but they don't anymore muscle memory i haven't heard that in a long time and i've actually heard coaches say that's not the way to say it but daniel Coyle in his book the talent code i just read that probably for the third or fourth time a week ago says that there's a direct relation to the amount of deliberate practice and the myelin that is created through repeating things over and over the same way now a train might travel slower than a car but it cuts through the forest through the mountains even under bodies of water to get to the destination quicker But if you are a cookie cutter coach and only have one way, that will help only specific players. For example, when my son was young, I thought he was gonna be real slow. So I made sure he stood in close, even inside the baseline, so he would learn how to hit everything off the rise so he wouldn't have to run so far. Now, the other advantage was that he liked to volley. So doing this would get him to where he liked to play at the net, and it took time away from his opponent, which is a major way to create unforced errors out of them. But we'll get into that in another episode or video. But lucky for me, he had fast twitch muscle. But do you see how the makeup of the player or the tactics you want to use may cause you to use different swing patterns to make him more successful? For example, if he had to stay close to the baseline, his stroke pattern may have to change. He has less time to prepare to hit the ball, so a cookie cutter, longer and bigger backswing, let's say like Del Portros. got a nice big backswing, and hits a good ball too, but that may not be very helpful because he'll have less time. Sure, it may get bigger after time because he's more comfortable, but you have to think in terms of success based on the player's style and what they do and were born with naturally. Think about it. If you could work with what a player does naturally and sneak in all of those common denominators we talked about earlier within their style, how that might make the learning easier. It's all about learning, like we said in episode 23. This gets tricky because as a coach, you have to decide what works and what may not. And you have to look into the future a little bit. So, in the last episode, John Wooden even said to his players, I'm going to treat each one of you differently. He said this because he knew they all learned differently, and the focus to bring out the best in each player would probably have to be different. But couldn't this be said for technical and tactical aspects of tennis, too, based on the player's natural style? Going back to the Amtrak train, this coach may have a list of players who are successful but it could have been bigger maybe if he or she coached based on the player's abilities and the style that fits them best. Sounds like a lot of work, but what do you think? So bottom line, having a solid coaching style and teaching philosophy is a sign of a good coach and a lot of positives come out of sticking to the plan, but don't be afraid to make a few adjustments along the way. Well, that wraps it up for episode 24 of the PTM Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and remember, If you are set your ways, be willing to make the proper changes necessary to benefit your players. Well, are you interested in a career in tennis or know someone who is, or maybe you want to start a PTM program in your own area? Either way, go to PTMPrograms.com and RSU will get you started. And don't forget, there's a huge need for quality coaches and RSU wants to meet you right where you're at and help you reach your destination in the racket sports industry. And as always, if you know someone who may benefit from the podcast, please share with them and thank you in advance for your support. Well, I'm Coach Mick and I want to thank you for listening and I hope you'll join me again for the next episode of the PTM Podcast.